This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Line them up. Opening lines, line moves, and how money is moving the sports betting market. Line them up with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a football Friday. Yes, it is time to line them up. Of course, we're presented by BetMGM as we dive into every Week 10 NFL game. <clears throat> Let's start here with one that's an early one Sunday morning in Germany, the Seahawks and the Buccaneers on Sunday, guys. Seahawks, Joe, three-point underdog. The Bucks, the favorite in this game. I, I think you can make a fair case the Seahawks are the better football team right now. Last three weeks, they're number one in the NFL in yards per play allowed. Their defense has come along following the offense, which started early in the season. A uh, total of 44.5 on this game. It's a really long trip for both teams. We joked earlier in the week this is apparently going to be a Seahawks crowd, a lot of Seahawks fans in Germany. I didn't know that. I'm looking forward to this game. I mean, these, sometimes these early games are ugly. Like, what was the last one? Two weeks ago, was it? Uh, Broncos, Jaguars. So sometimes we get ugly 9.30 a.m. games. I am looking forward to this game, and I think the Seahawks match up well right now with the Buccaneers. I'm looking forward to this game because of the disagreement that I've heard on this matchup. There are strong opinions on both sides and people that I respect on both sides. And you're right, there are many uh, that believe that the Seahawks are the better team and they should actually be favored. A uh, few different matchups this week people are saying that about, which is really, really interesting. Um, I've, there's smart people I've heard from that like Tampa Bay laying a field goal, up to a field goal, and we're back at three, by the way, this morning, at least at BetMGM. I know mm-hmm. at other spots that it's still hanging around at two and a half, um, but this might be your last opportunity because you would think at this point, moving forward, it's going to be a lot of public money and there might be some liability on that Seahawks side. But hey, if there's sharp money on the Bucks side, maybe not. Maybe uh, you'll be able to get that three if you uh, continue to wait. This is just so interesting on a number of levels. Now, the Bucks' argument is that they can stop the run and the Seahawks' strength is running the ball. So matchup-wise... That's where a lot of that argument comes from. And I know it's maybe wishful thinking, but people hoping that that comeback at the end of the game, it's going to spark something at Brady. I just looked at it as he had a million chances and he finally got one. And they didn't need to score a lot of points to beat the Rams last week. I mean, that that's how it just fell to me. Uh, Gino's been terrific. And then when these quarterbacks have matched up, Gino's actually gotten the better of Brady against the spread. Now, I, I chalked that up to just, listen, the betting market is so high on Brady uh, so low on Geno that in most of those matchups, it, those lines were completely inflated. So I, I don't read too much into that, but Geno continues to do it. In his last 10 starts, he's 7-3 and three against the spread. If you look at some of these Seahawks numbers, offensively, they've been continuously a top-10 offense. Understandable. Here's the difference, the defense. And now, Joe, it has gone from trending up to if you want to go small sample size with it, to they've been great. <laughs> like, you can't mince words here. Yep. They've been great. 
last month, their defense has been number two in EPA per play. The last three weeks, they've been number one in the league in defensive yards per play at only 4.2. Yes, you have to look at the opponent, but you also have this have to give this team uh, their respect. I, there's no way in the world I can lay it with the Bucks. This is only a Seahawks spot or just walking away. A small, small part of me is like, boy, am I really going to be with the entire crowd and on the Seahawks? Yeah, I probably will be. I probably will be because I just every time I turn on that Tampa offense, Aaron, I'm I'm disappointed. I agree. Um, I like the Seahawks plus three. I'm seeing is it plus three everywhere? Or two and a half now. It's two and a half. Um, yeah, three. Three up at MGM this morning. Yeah. I like the plus three. Um, and, and to your point about, you know, running the Seahawks, run the ball, um, they also do have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. They've got some other options. I think they're a well-rounded team. I'm looking forward to this matchup. Um, I think it's going to be a good one. And I I don't know. I, I really don't think this whole Tom Brady resurgence is coming with the Bucks, but – um, and then the whole thing about all these Seahawks fans in Munich is fascinating. I think that's really cool. I guess NFL became really big back when um, Legion of Boom was popular. So sure enough, you've got all these Seahawks fans there too. I'm sure it won't make a big difference in that big stadium, but um, still some cool vibes for the Seahawks as they travel to Germany. I like the Seahawks yeah. side. I think they should be closer to a pick'em. I don't necessarily think the Seahawks should be favored, but I like the Seahawks plus three. Yeah, and one quick thing on Pete Carroll. Now, Germany is a is a gigantic flight, right? That's a big trip. He, he's really good, Pete Carroll, in his career going west to east. Like, and it's I, I think there's some correlation. It's it's harder, obviously, more time zones. But he's 25, 13, and three against the spread going east. So whatever he's done with travel and preparation, they've been on top of it over the years. Now they've been a good team too, so that helps. But it's against the spread. So I, I'll throw that in the Seahawks' favor as well. One thing you mentioned, Joe, with yeah. the Geno thing, you're right, that Geno's covered. I think it's, I think it's 4-0, right? Geno versus Tom Brady is covered every time. Yeah. The only other quarterback that has more than a couple starts that's covered every time against, against Brady was Eli Manning. He's the only other one. It's Geno oh, Smith right. and Eli Manning. Just the cover guys against, uh, against Brady. Yeah. Uh, let, let me add one more thing that we didn't get to yesterday that we probably should have touched on. There's been a lot of narrative around Brady. Um, it's always like, how's this impacting him off the field mentally? And how's it carrying over to football? Uh, a guy that's been hyper-focused his entire career and, and nothing has faced him in the past. But we, we've we've understood this this year that, oh, yeah, he's human like many others. Or actually all others. Um a lot of times we're talking about the divorce and okay, is is he gonna be is gonna be a better version of Brady? Is he gonna be more focused on football? None of us know that. Only Brady can answer that question. Uh, but this past week, there's something else that's gotta be weighing on him. There's a lot of people that lost money because Tom Brady endorsed FTX. And now that that whole thing, that exchange is blown up this week. How could he be focused on football? I mean, between the divorce and losing a lot of people, a lot of money, and he was the face of this thing, I don't know if he's the kind of guy where he can just brush that off and focus on football, but I, I would think that it's weighing on him a little bit. Of course, yeah. I, I, he's just not all there to yeah. me. He hasn't been all there the entire season. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I like the Seahawks side of this game, and that's another thing to throw on. The MLB umpires like lost people money too. The MLB umpires were wearing that all year. I know. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's losing everyone money. Um, all right, let's go to another game that there's certainly going to be money won and lost on. High total, 48-and-a-half, three-point number. The Bears and the Lions this weekend in Chicago after Justin Fields has his, I mean, really, truly his breakout game. I mean, the, I mean incredible rushing performance by Justin Fields. Lions off a win, Bears off a loss that kind of felt like a win, I think, in Chicago because of the way Justin Fields played. Oh, got a three-point oh, number. All right, how about yeah. this little quick nugget on this game? You know, this is the first time since Fields became the starter the Bears have back-to-back home games. This is Fields' first time back-to-back home games. It's just a bizarre, quirky thing with the schedule. I guess he didn't become the starter until they already passed that point of the schedule last year with a couple home games. Were, I don't know. I just found mm-hmm. that interesting. Like, big game last week at Soldier Field. He gets comfortable. He goes back again and gets a bad defense. I'm looking at the over in this game. That's my first thought. Who's stopping who? You look at – for the season, yards per play allowed. Look at the last five weeks, yards per play allowed. These are two of the bottom five defense in the league, like right now. A lot of points, I'm expecting. Don't look at the Packers' point total last week and get fooled. They had a ton of yards. They just turned it over in the red zone. This is still the worst defense in the NFL, the Detroit Lions. And it is really opening up for Justin Fields and the Bears' offense over the next couple of weeks. Not only have they found something that is working right now. They're going against the worst defenses in the league over their next two games. Uh, Joe G, that's that's the right look. Our guy mid-major, Matt, is considering Bears and Survivor. I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. They're going to be giving up 30-plus points for a living every game moving forward. But uh, And, and nobody, nobody here seems to care. I'm expecting the crowd to be wild, man, because this crowd's never had a quarterback. They've never had a real quarterback where everybody can agree. Like they, they were hopeful at times, and Trubisky had like a six touchdown game against the Bucks a long time ago. And like, hey, maybe we got our guy. This is awesome. Blah blah blah. Now there's like no questions with anybody covering the league. Like people know it's going to be Fields. It's just a matter of who's going to be around him, who's going to be calling the plays, and what kind of talent they're going to be able to surround him with. I think you're right. Uh, the over, but more than that. I mean, it's it's given me an automatic W every week, and I've been talking about it all season, at least over the last month. How how do I stray from Fields over rushing, and it's fifty eight mm-hmm. and a half? I we, we guessed about what it would be. Now it closed at about fifty and a half last week, and he goes for one seventy eight. I'm like, they gotta bring <laughs> it into the sixties. They didn't bring it into the sixties. He's going over I this know. number the last four times. I like the Fields prop over more. Then the total, I like them both. Uh, nobody's going to stop anybody. My my one concern is, it's a slight one, will the Lions do their part? Campbell has not won a game on the road since becoming the, the head coach. And so Goff, they can't win on the road. And Goff outdoors, not as, not as good. But yeah. the Bears' defense is so bad and nobody cares that they're bad, so they'll probably give up a good amount of points and the Lions were scoring earlier in the season, Aaron. But over over in fields, I don't know how you stray from that. Yeah, I was going to ask you, would you consider golf under 235.5 passing no. since it's going to be like in the 30s or maybe 39 degrees or something? Okay. 
Uh, I like the Bears. I like the Bears. I also already bet Justin Fields over 58 and a half because why not? I said on Monday, this has to be at like 100 for me to consider the under. The <laughs> Bears just found an offense that's been working for them running Justin Fields. Um, I mean, the Lions have lost TJ Hawkinson, DJ Chark, Josh Reynolds. DeAndre Swift can't stay healthy. It's It's just – I'm just not impressed with this Lions offense. It seemed – in like, oh, cool, exciting the first couple of weeks and then just a complete drop-off. I don't know if it was the hard knocks excitement or what, but no, this team is not impressive at all. Um, so maybe golf interception, I don't know. But, I mean, if no one else can stop Fields, I don't know how this Lions defense will. No, he, he will run for an enormous amount of yards. And that prop, Joe, you said, has been hitting every week. And it's probably going to hit again. I mean, I'd be surprised unless something weird happens um, where that doesn't hit again. All right, let's go to the Rams and the Cardinals here on Sunday. A game that we have a lot of uncertainty with the quarterback position. We have Matthew Stafford did not practice concussion. Murray uh, was, I guess, out there but not really practicing yesterday uh, with the hamstring issue. I mean, Arizona, we're now trending towards the second half of the year. We got Call of Duty out. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, what am I supposed to do with Kyler Murray when Call of Duty is out? I, the one thing in this matchup that I think is worth noting is McVay-Kingsbury. It's been, a, it's been a very lopsided matchup with most of the time it's, it's the Rams winning these games. But we have to throw that out if Wolfers out there, right? I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, certainly, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a backup quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, McVay, 11-1 straight up, 10-1-1 against the spread against Arizona. So it's something that's not talked about as much as the uh, the San Francisco uh, Rams matchup over the years with McVay and Shanahan, uh, how that's worked. But um, I think it should be. And, God, Kingsbury, how do you not just – they had 11 penalties last week against Seattle. Like, they're sloppy, too, and a lot of times that's on coaching. Like everything that's going wrong with this team, I think you've got to point to the coaching. So Kyler obviously much closer to returning than Stafford, but I don't know how we can sit here and and make a strong argument about a prop, a side, or even the yeah. total, Aaron, without knowing either starting quarterback here on uh, Friday morning. So I, I guess it's worth bringing up. Yeah, in, in the wild card game last year, the Rams destroyed them. It was 34-11. to 11. And uh, back in week three, Rams won by eight. So the history is certainly there. We're down to one and a half. So it probably does tell you that chances are that Stafford is not going to be out there. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to have a strong opinion on this game when you don't know who is going to be out there. It's just I'm not even really interested in it right now until we get official word I mean and I'm sure that line could move once we do so I'm just I have no play props or anything right now on this one we're down to if, one and a half one, by the way at that MGM 40 and a half on the total are we are we overlooking that total are we overlooking the under I mean when Stafford's been out there it's been, they've been terrible anyways they've been the second worst offense uh bottom three I'd say they can't Stafford run out there they, this they, year. they used to be able to run they yeah. used to be able to run like they have no running game they're 31st in offensive yards per play. They're 31st in EPA per play. Like, geez, they have no offensive line either. I mean, that's why they can't run it. So does the quarterback matter as much as we say? They can't score points. They can't move the football with Stafford. So does it really even matter? Probably doesn't. So what, what, which, which of the two is stronger with the quarterback uncertainty? McVay versus the Cardinals 
Like the, is the coaching advantage that big that we just say, you know what, both these teams think, give me McVay at home, short number? Probably that, right. That's what but I'm thinking. But if it's Wolford versus Kyler, how do you feel about that? Are the Rams getting points on Sunday if Wolford's in? What are we moving to? Yeah. Am I, I going to get points with the Rams? But you're not going to get a field goal, right? No, probably not. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm staying away. I'm not touching this game. Yeah. Don't bet this game. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. And just this is going to be bad football. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Oxford, Becky L. Daly. On the other side, we'll dive into more, including the Browns and Dolphins, the Cowboys and the Packers next, right here on the Becky L Network. We'll be right back with Bet Daily, presented by Bet MGM on the Bet Network.